0: Welcome to the fifth Friday of July, which as you have deduced by now, is the seventh month of the year. Specifically, it is July 30th, 2021, and summer continues to boil. What will August bring? Well, before we get there, there are still some activities from the current month that continue to need to be documented. And that's the point of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, an update from the University of Virginia Health System on concerns about the Delta variant, a quick preview of the General Assembly session on Monday, and the Piedmont Housing Alliance has submitted two rezoning proposals in Charlottesville. In today's Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Rivana Conservation Alliance is looking for a few good volunteers to help out on Clean Stream Tuesdays. A mile and a half paddle and cleanup to remove trash and debris from popular stretches of the Rivanna River. Trash bags, trash pickers, gloves, and hand sanitizer and wipes will be provided. The volunteers will need to transport themselves to and from the endpoints. Kayaks for the purpose can be rented from the Rivanna River Company. Visit the Rivanna Conservation Alliance's volunteer page to learn more about upcoming dates. For the past three days, the Virginia Department of Health has reported over a 1,000 new cases of COVID-19 each day, with 1,178 new cases listed today. The seven-day percent positivity has increased to 5.1%, and the seven-day average for new cases has increased to 869. On June 30th, those numbers were 1.6% and 172, respectively. Since June 1st, there have been 18,462 cases reported in Virginia. Of that amount, there have been 757 hospitalizations and 79 deaths. Of those cases, 97.1% are in people who are not fully vaccinated. Of those deaths, all but five were of people unvaccinated. The increase is likely due to the prevalence of the Delta variant. The Washington Post reported yesterday that the Centers for Disease Control had an internal analysis that stated that the variant is perhaps as contagious as the virus that causes chickenpox. Dr. Patrick Johnson is an infectious disease specialist at the University of Virginia.
1: The Delta variant uh, seems to create larger amounts of virus in the upper airways uh, in patients that it infects, and that makes it more possible for people who have the Delta variant to infect other people. Uh, And unfortunately, vaccination, while it is protective, um, uh, is less protective against uh, ongoing transmission than we were hoping.
0: Dr. Jackson said vaccination still offers protection against COVID symptoms getting worse.
1: One place that we see this quite clearly is uh, from the United Kingdom uh, had quite a significant surge of cases from the Delta variant, uh, but really a very modest increase in the number of deaths from COVID-19, even with those increased cases. What I think shows quite clearly the effectiveness of the vaccines um, in protecting the most vulnerable people in the population from having the most negative outcomes uh, of COVID-19.
0: Is it time to consider booster shots for COVID-19? Dr. Jackson said the global supply of vaccines needs to be factored in as those public health decisions are made.
1: I think one consideration um, about you know giving third doses to everyone in that age category is that even if you are purely U.S.-centric, um, at some point we need to acknowledge that low rates of vaccination around the world are uh, a problem for us. Uh, the more the vaccine, the more SARS-CoV-2 replicates in other parts of the world, the more variants of concern we're likely to see.
0: Eric Swenson is a public information officer for the UVA health system, who said about 80% of their staff are vaccinated. Beginning Monday for uh, people on our our staff who are not vaccinated, they're going to be subject to uh, mandatory weekly testing. More to come on this developing story. On Monday, the General Assembly will convene to fill judicial vacancies and to approve the spending of $4.3 billion in federal funds from the American Rescue Plan Act. Governor Ralph Northam has spent this week outlining his proposals for the money, and here's that list courtesy of a legislative report from the Thomas Jefferson Planning District Commission. The requests are for $250 million for the Rebuild Virginia program, $50 million for the tourism industry, which may or may not include funding for agencies such as the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau. $53 million for the Industrial Revitalization Fund, including the Virginia Main Street Program. $250 million for upgrading ventilation systems in public schools. $411.5 million for clean water initiatives. $935.6 million for the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund and to increase capacity at the Virginia Employment Commission, $485 million in investments for the behavioral health system in Virginia, and $114 million for public safety initiatives. Delegates and senators will not be allowed to suggest amendments for the proposals. Both houses convene at noon on Monday. The Piedmont Housing Alliance has filed two applications to rezone two properties on Park Street in the city of Charlottesville for below market housing projects. The nonprofit entity is working with Park Street Christian Church on a proposal to build 50 units for seniors behind existing church buildings. The Piedmont Housing Alliance is also working with the Monticello Area Community Action Alliance and Habitat Humanity to rezone MACA's property at 1025 Park Street for 65 affordable units, 20 market-rate townhomes, and 4,700 square feet of commercial space to allow MACA to continue to operate on the site. There are community meetings for both rezoning proposals on August 10th at 5.30 p.m., either virtually on Zoom or in person at the Charlottesville High School Library. In both, the request is for planned unit development. The concept plans for both were created by BRW Architects. Charlottesville City Council denied a previous rezoning proposal for the MACA property in November of 2017 that would have seen construction of a 141-unit assisted living facility on the site. A Charlottesville dermatologist has been sentenced to 12 months probation and home confinement on three counts of using her Drug Enforcement Agency registration number to acquire Demerol. According to a release from the United States Attorney's Office for the Western District of Virginia, Dr. Amelie scheffner Durdine pled guilty to the charges in March, which included the registration numbers of other physicians. And finally today, a German company that owns the manufacturer of the pesticide Roundup has agreed to stop selling the product to residential customers in the United States beginning in 2023 in order to limit its legal liabilities. Bayer purchased the company Monsanto in June of 2018, and two months later, a jury in San Francisco awarded $80 million in damages to a man who had claimed the active ingredient of glyphosate was the cause of his cancer, and that the risks of using the project were not sufficiently labeled. That award was eventually reduced to about $20 million on appeal, but it's just one of thousands of lawsuits about Roundup. Bayer plans to appeal that case to the U.S. Supreme Court, and even if justices do not select the case or uphold the verdict, the replacement of glyphosate to residential customers will happen in 2023, according to a July 29 blog post on Bayer's website. The company and its partners will replace its glyphosate-based products in the U.S. residential lawn and garden market with new formulations that rely on alternative active ingredients beginning in 2023, subject to a timely review by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency and state counterparts. This move is being made exclusively to manage litigation risk and not because of any safety concerns. The company will continue to sell Roundup to professional companies and the agricultural sector. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement, a much quicker one and one I wanted to get out to get the information out about COVID. There is a lot from July that I still need to get to. And as soon as I finish this one, I'm getting on with that. Uh, Really hoping I can get back to producing more of these shorter. Uh, So over the weekend, I'm actually planning out how I'm going to tackle August. One way I'm going to tackle August is through subscriptions. What's really fantastic at the moment is the first ones from a year ago are now beginning to auto-renew, which is fantastic. Thank you to so much to everybody who has contributed so far uh, to help grow the audience, to help growing this, this resource. As I have said many times before, the company Ting is matching new subscriptions. So if you pay $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 a year, Ting is gonna match that. And I'm going to invoice them. And uh, that's how I'll get through August and September and October. Thank you very much to everybody. As I said, please stay safe out there. There's lots of things uh, to be concerned about. Uh, And be safe and be thoughtful. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I will be back in the near future with another installment. Thank you for listening.